Brandon, what are you playing? Wow, what a great question. If you had to guess, what do you think I'm playing, Mr. Digit Mason? I do not know. Just throw a guess out there. Any guess. I should have some idea of this, but I'm completely in the dark. Hmm. You want to just throw a game out anyway? Any game. Doesn't matter how absurd. All right. We're going to go with Picross 2. <laughs> what if I... What if I told you you were right? Uh... What's my prize? <laughs> nothing. You get nothing. <laughs> what are you playing? For real. Uh, I'm actually just stalling because I have to think about what I'm playing right now. Funny enough, I'm playing Civ 3 <laughs> from like 2004. I was going to say, I thought that was uh, not one of the more recent ones. I don't play those uh, that series, so I don't actually know for sure. But Yeah, what's funny is I don't either. Um well, not not any other. <laughs> Until now, <laughs> I've never played Civ One or Two. I've never played Four. I bought Five on the Switch, and it's trash. Do not buy Civ Five on the Switch. Yeah. Wait, wait, RTS on a Switch? Yeah, it's whose it's, idea was that? I don't know, but they need to be fired. <laughs> Unless they sell a keyboard and mouse attachment, then yeah, no, that needs to not be a thing. Yeah, yeah, official, officially Nintendo licensed. USB keyboard that you have to plug into the bottom of your Switch. I'd be into that. Like a bright red <laughs> Nintendo keyboard. I'd probably buy that. I'm a shill. Yeah. <laughs> the reason I'm playing Civ is in the ninth grade. We uh, we played it in school for some reason. For a history class. Whenever uh, the, the teacher, Mr. Peyton, didn't know what to do with us. He was like, hey, let's go to the computer lab. Ooh, that'll be an education. It actually was. Like, it taught me. <laughs> it's somewhat adjacent. Yeah. No, like, it could go any way. Like, the... The Greek Empire can build the pyramids, but, you know, it's it's fine. We're learning history. <laughs> as long as you understand how these things line up yeah. and how it's different from reality. Yeah. So I really liked it back then, and I, I forgot I had it on Steam, so I randomly just picked it up. And I pulled, like, an all-nighter last weekend playing Civ 3, and it was, it was a good time. No kidding. Yeah. What are you playing? Well, uh, I have a bit more of a boring answer. Um Kind of just my standard ones for right now. I've been playing Pokemon Go for, I mean, less and less each <laughs> as the days go along. Uh, but no, I've basically played it since about August 2016. Wow. So, I'm, yeah, I, I'm checking in each day and doing my random little catches and stuff to keep my streaks up. I'm very impressed. <laughs> I'm very impressed you're keeping up with that game. I don't think I know anybody else who's still playing it. Well, and I honestly, I don't know a lot of people around my area that uh, are playing it either. Uh, it is, I mean, it's a, it's meant to be a social game, of course. Uh, one of those AR uh, world games, so like it makes a difference where you go. And I mean, it's that aspect of it is kind of fascinating, but. Mm -hmm. um, it has absolutely declined since its launch. Uh, <laughs> what generation are they on now? Oh, um, kind of in between, like, so they have released Gen 5. Oh, wow. But they've also released stuff from Alola and Galar. So... Oh, so they're just... It's a mess. It's all, like, cross-promotional crap. Right. <laughs> like, anytime. There's like there there was a jungle uh, Pokemon movie I think that came out in the last year, so they had an event for that. 
And then I'm sure they're going to have a tie-in with uh, the upcoming Legends Arceus game. Uh, yeah, it's it's all over the map. I I didn't actually play any of the games past Gen 1, so it's all new discovery for me. And probably, I think a lot of Pokemon fans would argue, probably one of the worst areas to learn about the Pokemon games. Like, probably? <laughs> mobile... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. That's like play your. That's like the, the first Mario game you ever played was Mario Run on the iPhone. Like, what do you mean that's the first Mario game you played? <laughs> that does not count. I am sorry. That's not a Mario get out. It might. It's that is Subway Surfer with a Mario skin. <laughs> Interesting. I did uh, did, uh so uh, like I think it was like a year ago now. Not even half a year ago. Pikmin Bloom came out. Did you ever hear about that? No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> There, there has got to be, like, three people on this earth that play that game. Like, who, what, who is that for? I really don't know, but I know that uh, there's a few YouTubers I follow who are just stoked about it. Because Pikmin, like, who cares about Pikmin? Uh, except for these YouTubers. Right, right. And they were just over the moon. But I don't know, I don't know what Nantic was expecting. Well, I am happy for them. Th- this, I mean, it's, it's a, it's another Niantic game. Yeah. What, what else is it? You got the AR wrapper, and then all this extra fluff put on top. Now with Pokemon, it's it's fairly in depth, but also there's there's a lot of aspects that could be improved. I never played Pikmin. I I heard about that, and I'm like, okay, so just another attempt to grab some cash. <laughs> I think it's. I like that they did it. Whether it's a failure or not, it, it's cool to see them try something weird with Pikmin because it's such a like under the radar series for so many people. Yeah. Until you mentioned that, I had not heard anything about the game since it launched. <laughs> well, at least you heard of it. I obviously I I do not follow anyone who is even remotely interested in the game, but <laughs> it just dropped off the face of the earth. I couldn't even tell you how it, the game works so I, I i don't actually know if it's a good concept or not all i know is that in pokemon go like that's such a good gameplay loop if you want to call it gameplay and you're walking around on your phone yeah like you, you got to catch them up that just works <laughs> that works in that setting what do you do in pikmin bloom uh <laughs> grow stuff sick farmville <laughs> ar let's go <laughs> I, I could not tell you the first i don't even i it's like I don't even have enough interest to look it up on Wikipedia. I'm just like, get me out of here. <laughs> We're clearly the wrong people to talk about this. <laughs> Obviously. My other game that I'm playing that we could probably talk a little bit more about, but we don't have to either, uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Oh, yeah. Uh, I got into that one a little late back in July of this, uh, well, not actually 2021, not this year. Um yeah, enjoying that. That's another one of those uh, kind of daily chore sort of games that I'm playing. It's kind of nice to just have something to uh, keep up with. Are you going to be uh, hyper fixated on that game for the next <laughs> next five years of your life? <laughs> uh, it'll probably drop off at some point, if I'm honest. There, There's far too many other games that I want to play. Um, which leads me... Into uh, my next question for you, Brandon. What games are you hoping to play that you are currently not playing? Buddy, <laughs> what a broad question. Where do I start? 
Give me a year and I'll pick a game from that came out that year. How about a game or two on your backlog? Okay, I'll I'll, I'll list off a few that come to mind because I got a bunch. Uh, I I have this big problem where I, I just replay games um, <laughs> that I've played a million times before because they're like it's comfort food. <laughs> Hey, you and me both. It's just, I don't know, I, I, it's a problem. I, I had a big debate with my friends about it once. Like, would you rather play a new game or a game you played a million times? And two to three of us were like, yeah, I'm going to replay Paper Mario for the 18th time in my life. <laughs> um, yeah, it's expected. It's comfortable. You know what you're getting. Well, yeah, exactly. But yeah, I, I recognize new experiences are good. And every time I play a new game, that really resonates with me. Like, it, I'm really glad I did. So I got a few. Uh, I never played... I'm a big Zelda fan. I never played Skyward Sword back in the day. So I bought the HD remaster that came out for Switch the day it, Ooh. The day it dropped. And I, it's still in the, the packaging. I haven't even opened it. <laughs> the cellophane wrap yeah. has yet to be opened. And it's actually, what's really funny is this is the second time this has happened. When I was um, streaming, like, in high school, my senior year maybe, um... A friend over the internet sent me a copy of Skyward Sword to, to, to stream it. Keep in mind, this was six years ago now, and I, I didn't do it then either. <laughs> it's your golden goose. <laughs> it really is. There's something about that game where I, I think I'm scared. I'm not going to like it because I love every 3D Zelda game. And if I play it and uh, don't love it because I know what the, the general consensus on that game is, I'm, I'm afraid that I'm going to come out of it with a lukewarm taste. Dang. Well, I have literally nothing to offer you because I'm not really a Zelda player. <laughs> I know, and it breaks my heart, man. <laughs> it breaks my heart. What do you play? For, here's what I know about you. You play Mario games, Animal Crossing, and uh, a, a cooking game that I, I don't even remember the name of. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm what uh, you might refer to as basic. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you playing, or what do you want to play then? That's maybe a little out of your wheelhouse. Yeah, well, and unfortunately, the, my answers here are uh, <laughs> very much affixed in my wheelhouse. Yeah, that figures. Um, so in my backlog, um, my, I, I have full intentions of, at some point, um, I've got the Master Chief collection on, uh, on Steam. Nice. I'm hoping to uh, play through the uh campaigns for halo 1 and 2 and probably past that i mean it has it has all the games up to what like four i think reach odst they're all in there uh i just uh never owned an xbox i it was always like a second hand experience of of playing multiplayer halo 1 and 2 um so my my chances to play the the single player campaigns were uh, limited at best, so uh, I'm I'm hoping to pick that up. So you did get to play multiplayer back then? Oh yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and that is one of the things I, I should probably have mentioned that too. That uh, uh, every once in a while, uh, when some of my friends are are online, I will definitely uh, pick up uh, some some multiplayer there although yeah that's not a i'm not regularly playing that so i just didn't put it in that category i consider that a little out of your wheelhouse well and i mean it, it feels like it is but honestly uh it's it is absolutely 
uh, a part of the gaming history that I've had. Right. So as much as it, it's, I mean, it's not a Nintendo title. It's pretty far outside of Mario Odyssey and Animal Crossing over here. But uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's one of those like periphery, probably those, one of those titles that like I played uh, when I was able to not having, you know, access to the console at home um, when, uh, when friends had us over and stuff. Yeah, that was, that was the thing. That was the that was the shooter, dude. I remember. I remember after school, I went to the. I have a distinct memory of this. I went to my buddy's house, and we had. He had. This is back in the day where everybody's got like a big CRT in their house, and we. You've probably seen pictures of this online, and I don't know where we got this idea, but apparently other people had it because I've never had an original thought in my life. <laughs> we took a cardboard box, cut it into, or folded it. I don't even. I don't know what we. I didn't do it. Riley did it, and we we folded it into like a like a plus sign so it would perfectly cover all of the the four split screens <laughs> yes so you can't peek yeah so you can't you can't screen peek and i don't fully remember how we oh. set it up like, i don't know how it stayed there or how nobody like could how anybody could even see just what tape to the glass just masking tape on the tv like we might have i have such a vague memory of it but i know we did it oh man we <laughs> i feel like we we far more often just kind of operated off the honor system, which 100% meant we're all going to pretend that we're not peaking, but all of us are 100% peaking. Oh, yeah. At all times. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> How'd you find me? Oh, I just got lucky. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you did. Yeah, I, I know this map really well. <laughs> yeah. Click, click. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Okay, well, hold on. So th- this uh, kind of counts as, as backlog. Um, I've technically started it, but this is like a, almost a whole other question in itself. Uh, like a year ago, I started um, Dragon Quest uh, Ten Definitive Edition Gold Platinum Plus w- with the expansion. Seven more names. Yes, Echoes of an Elusive Age, whatever it's called. Uh, I got like an hour into the game, and it has a really slow start. And it's also intimidating because it's like a... 100 plus hours like i think it could be 500 hours if you want it to be um right yeah so and again it started slow so i never like really got hooked on it at any point but i want to go back and finish that because it's beautiful for one and i always i keep hearing like really good things about it like it's the best dragon quest game in a long time um Hmm. so is there any game that you've started at some point that you just never finished that you kind of wish you did off the top of my head, I cannot think of one, and maybe that says more about me than I might think it does. I'm definitely not one to... <laughs> Actually, funnily enough, I feel like a lot of the reason why the games that are in my backlog are there is because once I start playing something, I feel bad not continuing to play it. <laughs> it's kind of pathetic... I should have the fr- I should have the freedom <laughs> to tell myself, you can just play like an hour of this game, and if you don't like it, you can put it away. It's true, that you, you have that power. For anyone who has this same issue, this is your permission to just play something for a bit. It's okay. I like how your brain <laughs> finds the better solution is to just not play it at all and never know if you'll like it. <laughs> I will never know the joy of this game unless I 
fully 100% the entire thing. I'll just play Mario Odyssey for the bajillionth time. <laughs> Although, speaking of uh, wanting to get back into stuff, that is uh, one of those things I... Uh, uh, early in this panini, uh, <laughs> definitely started to do some streaming of, of that game. I'd like to get back into that, but I don't know. You you probably uh, understand this pretty well. The time commitment that it takes, even if you're not like, if you're not like intending to be all professional about it and like have a stream schedule and whatever, regardless of that, like committing let's say like a couple hours a few evenings a week to not just play a game but like to stream it it's a lot so i I don't know if i'll actually end up doing that but it's one of those like things that i do intend to come back to at some point um but of course we're talking 100 percenting super mario odyssey here so that that'll be that's that's hours of my life ahead. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. Haven't you 100% of that game a couple times now? Like off stream? I have. Yeah. Uh, at least twice. That's such a commitment. Like I I haven't even 100%ed it once. There's just so many moons. It's a it's a big game. Uh, there's uh like probably a good 10% of it that I hate every time and never will never like. Uh. But it's just, it's you got to check it off. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like props to you, but I, I want. I've only played through the game once, and that was when it came out. We bought it launch, and I played through it. I hyper fixated on it, and it's probably my th- my favorite three D Mario game. But it's also the one I've only played one time, so I really need to go back and play it again. Hmm. Yeah, and I mean, if if obviously it it won't have the same nostalgia as probably some of the stuff that you're going back to play um i don't know man on a regular basis like, it's not gonna hit me like mario 64 did which was like my first game i ever owned but i don't know it, it came out at a pretty special time where like i feel nostalgic about the era that the switch launched mm. so i don't know going back to mario odyssey that, that would that would invoke something in me can recommend although uh if you want to have a fun time your second time round uh, maybe don't 100% it, unless you're really I didn't even do that the first time. <laughs> Just saying, on recommendation, if you needed it, <laughs> my advice is, have fun. Buddy, that didn't sound fun the first time. Why would I do it now? <laughs> That's just, that seems like a pain in the ass. I, I could not possibly bring myself to collect all. Like, I was done at, fo- uh, I think I made it to 500 moons, and that's like yeah. half of them. Yeah, yeah, it's like... Uh, well, I mean, honestly, uh, other than like buying the additional moons, I think in total, there's really only like 800 some unique moons, which isn't saying much because a lot of those feel like identical. Like they're just kind of sitting out. You're just walking through a level and, oh, it's right there. Guess I'll turn left instead of right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know a lot of people who don't like the, the, the bloated amount of moons that are in the game. I did. I thought it was fine. Like, I, I get that it, each one doesn't feel as significant as a, as a shine from Mario Sunshine or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I like that there were so many of them, and you could kind of choose which ones you wanted to get. Like, you don't have to get all 800 of them. Just, no. like, play until you're done. Like, just 
play until it's fun. And then it's not fun, stop playing. I believe you can actually beat the game with like 200, 300 some. Oh yeah. It's a, it's a, it's not even close to the full amount. And I would argue that there are 200 like really good moons in the game. So yeah. Well, and you can, you can technically unlock, uh, a, the final Bowser fight, I think within that range. So yeah, you, by far, you do not need to, uh, go for everything in order to experience at least a significant portion of the game. Now, uh, having hundred percented it more than once, um, I would definitely say there is something else to the, just the challenge of being able to locate all these things. Cause I mean, when you're going for everything, what it really does is show you like just the, the level and depth of each separate uh, kingdom. Mm-hmm. So like you are, get, you are definitely getting more now. There will definitely be like diminishing returns after a certain point, because like I said, there's a, like a 10% of the game that uh, is a slog will always be a slog. Uh, that anyone who's wanting to 100% this game knows it's there and just has to get through it to get to the rest of the game. <laughs> right. But that being said, I I get that it's not for everyone. That It just so happened that this one... Like, there's a reason that I've 100%ed it more than once, and that is um, I just... I I keep coming back to the game and just love every part of it. Like... There's no other way to describe it than it is by far the the most rich experience of a Mario game. Per, definitely one of my top uh, top five Mario titles ever. Um, top Switch games. I mean, I feel like that kind of goes without saying. Like most people that have at least tried the game enjoy it for what it is. Um, but. Yeah, it's popular for a reason. I mean, it's good. I mean, calling it your top <laughs> Switch game, that's that goes without saying. In anybody's top yeah. uh Nintendo console list, the the, the big 3D Mario game is going to be in the like number 1 basically. That's just how it is in every console. Yeah. Now, just back to uh your your mentioning uh Dragon Quest, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um something that I would say about JRPGs. So probably for me, I am to JRPGs as most people are to country music. <laughs> Just not that I not that I hate them because I I don't really have any significant feelings. It's just like it's one of those it's a genre of game that I understand exists and I probably just can't really get into them. <laughs> I I can't blame I'll tr- you. I'll try a lot of different genres to be honest, but I just I don't know. It's not for everybody, and I fully understand. It's one of those genres where it's like you love it or you hate it, and I, I would never, I would never come at somebody like, "What do you mean you don't like Octopath Traveler, Anime Girl Seven, the, <laughs> the the Voyage?" Like, no, it's it's uh, it t- they take a lot of time. Like they are a time sink. Uh. Yeah, I I've always enjoyed them because ever since I was a kid, I I like big fictional worlds with lore. That's just right, right. That's my thing, and you know that's that's what RPGs are out there to serve. So, yeah, I'm a big fan. Well, I feel like there's there's parts of that that you can get from other genres too. Oh yeah, 
Um, Absolutely. Op- there's, you know, depending on if you enjoy just generally open world games or games that have a pretty deep story. Honestly, it's funny. I don't really feel like I've actually played a lot of the standard, like when someone thinks of a, of a good narrative game, uh, Last of Us oh. probably comes up, Uncharted. Never had a PS4, never played any of those games. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> even in saying that, I I probably don't even know what I'm talking about when I say, I like narrative games. <laughs> I, listen, I didn't play The Last of Us until I think 2019. I, I cannot recommend that game enough. That that is the that is the most compelling storytelling I've ever seen in a in the in, in the medium that is video games. Also, a way out. That one is incredible. A way out. A way out. Yeah, it was uh it was made by the same people who made that uh that new game. Uh, it takes two. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It's like this co-op. Uh, it's like it's it, it's a story kind of like The Last of Us, but the whole game is co-op. You have to play it with a person. And it's split screen, but the screen's kind of like m- change as you're playing. So like it's it's the the vertical split screen view, and then depending what you're doing, it'll get horizontal. And then if one person's uh, scene is more important than the other person's, it'll take up more of the screen. It's just it is such an artistically done game. It's and it tells such a good story. I I, I will never stop praising that game for what it is. Fantastic. I've never played Uncharted though. I love narrative games. They're they're big for me. And narrative games, open world games. RPGs, uh, I like most genres actually. Yeah, well, and, and that's I I would agree. I'm very much on that end too. Other than you know, for me to say JRPGs, um, probably horror as well. Just as a genre, not interested. Right. Um, but yeah, like that's that's the interesting thing is like you know to just look at the the sorts of games that I've played on Switch. And say that must be your wheelhouse. Well, kind of, but also, I really like cooking simulators and shoot games. <laughs> I find it hilarious that the, <laughs> the number one thing I associate you with is that cooking simulator. What's it called? <laughs> <laughs> so, Cook Serve Delicious. It's a it's a trilogy of games. Uh, I fully intend to make uh, some YouTube videos on them at some point because I, uh, yeah, it's it, they are. Uh, Somewhat lesser known uh, game series that uh, I have a fairly long history with. So, yeah. I like that. I like that you have like a weird random thing that nobody else is really even going to know what you're talking about. But like it's 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 big for you. I like stuff like that. Well, and there is, there, there's definitely a community for it. Uh, I, I probably uh, it would be considered fairly niche. Um, but that's that's kind of like I think a lot of of random indie titles everyone has their favorite and everyone has their group of fan of friends that they uh, gush about the game with and then you talk to the average person who does play a mario <laughs> and they're like never heard of that game i don't know what you're talking about right. so <laughs> it's hit or miss but yeah that's the all i have some i have some thoughts which is why i say uh, Someday, uh, I will make some YouTube videos on that. But uh, until that day, that's kind of just an endless game, right? There's no hundred percenting. Cook, serve, delicious. Like you just play forever. Uh, I mean, yeah. There's definite progression. Um, it's it is kind of like a 
an ongoing game you can just kind of keep playing right um at some point like there there's achievements and there's there's a definite progression system like you you can definitely 100% it but yeah it is it's one of those that like like i think a lot of simulators where technically there's like one kind of endpoint and then the endpoint for most other people is just kind of like when you decide to stop playing <laughs> right so <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Okay. So in that case, would you consider Mario Odyssey the most impressive game you 100%ed? Oh man, I can't even answer that question. <laughs> Why? Because I've, I have, I have 100%. So, I, I mean, I would probably consider myself somewhat of a completionist. It's not like I need to 100% everything that I play. Right. Um, I try not to to have that just be the crutch that I have because then. I would just never play most games at all. Um but I yeah, I've 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 100%ed a number of games. Um Mario Odyssey's probably up there. I don't know if it's the top. It is absolutely impressive. I'm just giving you like real non-committal answers here. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm getting like yeah, like it could be the best one, but there's also like I don't want to hard lock it in. There's there's quite, I know what mine are. <laughs> Am I, I'm signing my name to this. This is this podcast is written in stone, okay? You can't take it back once you give me the answer. I can understand. Listen, back uh, back when I was a kid. So this isn't impressive if you know how to do it, but I didn't know how to do it. Um, and it's a tie between two. One of which being Super Smash Bros. Melee, uh, which is not a game you would think you 100%. Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> um, well, the... The challenges and and certain stuff. That's one of those that a don't have a GameCube and b um, incredible level of difficulty. I think in completing all the challenges. So probably that I I would never try personally. It's there's a couple like maybe two or three that are really difficult, like genuinely difficult. Um, the the real reason I think it's impressive is because of how long it takes when you don't know how to do it. Uh, like some of the requirements for some of the the characters you unlock. It's like play the game. Uh, versus matches specifically they have to be versus matches for a total of 100 hours total and oh wow yeah, if you know that if you know that's how you you, you can unlock it you can just boot up a, a versus match leave it on for three days and then you'll unlock the character <laughs> i did not know that so i unlocked every character in that game just by playing it that much <laughs> so <laughs> yeah because i played a, just a gross amount of that game back in the day as as proven by by my 100 percent completion of it and that's just like right part of it some of it's completely luck based which also takes time there are um kind of like how there are spirits in the new game uh in ultimate there were there were trophies back then and uh to get them yes you had to use the lottery system that they had in the game Oh, good. Who doesn't love gambling? Well, I love random chance. It's great. It, it was really satisfying, <laughs> though, because you would get coins by doing, I think just by playing the game, you would get coins over time. Uh, and then you would, you would spend these coins in this lottery, like, slot machine thing, which would roll out a new trophy. And if you have none, there's, like, a percentage at the top of what the percentage is of getting a new trophy. So it starts at 100, and then you mm. obviously get a new one, and then it goes down to, like, 99.7% chance. So when you get down to, like, 10%, 
You're just constantly getting trophies you already have, and you're spending all these coins. You have to keep playing the game to get more coins to unlock all these trophies. And it just takes right. a, 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 an egregious amount of time to actually get it all. Well, and it's, it's something different when, of course, because this was the days before microtransactions. Yeah. Um, when you when you get, you know, the, the risk and reward system, if you are benefiting from purely just the time that you've put into the game, somehow it feels more worth it because it's like a personal investment. Oh, absolutely. That at the, at the time when you finally get everything, that feels like you've personally accomplished something as opposed to, well, I guess I got to pay another thirty five ninety nine. dollars <laughs> <laughs> Anything that takes personal, anything that takes time over money will always mean more to you. That's just how it is. Yeah. Time is worth more than money. Oh, the other game. Sorry, uh, Tony Hawk's Underground. I don't know if you ever played the Tony Hawk games, but they always put like a gross amount of uh, gaps in the game where you have to like do a trick over this. I haven't played Underground. Uh, I definitely got into Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 and 4. Um, 4 is a good one. That's one of those that if they remade it, I definitely would consider. The uh, the one and two remakes look really good. I haven't played them, but I've seen like footage and stuff. It's they sound so good. <laughs> anyway, the gaps. Yeah, there's like a thousand in the game or something stupid, and some of them are so obscure. Like we cheated. This one we looked up. This wasn't like Smash Bros. Melee. <laughs> we looked up like we were watching videos of how to do because some of them are impossible. You would never find like half of them if you didn't have a guide. So we spent like literally a year <laughs> hunting down all the gaps in the game. <laughs> Was it worth it? Yes. Okay. So I, I want to talk about completion bonuses for a second because I think Tony Ox Underground has a great one. Uh, it doesn't like, I think it's kind of subjective what you consider a good completion bonus, but this one I feel like is so cool because you unlock, once you get every gap in the game, you unlock every single NPC that ever showed up in the game as a playable character. Holy crap. And I just think that's that's really fun. <laughs> I'm I'm Bill with with little hair. <laughs> yeah, I'm generic like I think one of them's literally called generic uh bystander number 7. <laughs> like it's <laughs> It's just really cool cuz that's a game you you'll you'll you can keep playing once you're like done the the 2 hour story mode. Like Right. So you just have like 30 new characters that you can play as and it's I think that's cool. Yeah, that's that's really quirky. That would like if, if you're playing that as a kid, and then all of a sudden you realize every little side character that I've ever seen, especially if you've, like, developed a particular fondness for, like, one specific character or whatever, all of a sudden you're like, I can play as them? Yeah. What? <laughs> it kind of reminds me of, like, what made Lego Star Wars so fun for me back in the day like the, the oh whole, yeah the whole appeal to that game is every time you beat a level you unlock like two new characters and like that's what keeps you going i didn't even i didn't even mention that but uh one of the one of the uh game series that i've definitely uh 100%ed as well is uh a number of the uh lego games that's not, impressive. Uh, not lego star wars but like uh all three lego batmans um lego marvel's avengers uh, like a Marvel superheroes. Yeah, there's a there's a few of those. I mean, they're they're like, they're very clearly like intended as kids games, but I can't help but like love the charm. Like, if you've played one Lego game, you've played them all. Yeah, and it's really just the like unique 
different directions that they choose to take you. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter if it's a Batman game, a Star Wars game, an Indiana Jones game. They all have, like, this very unique charm. That's the best word for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about you play as your favorite character, you run around the level, you beat up things and turn them into bricks to get you money. It's like... (laughs) Most it's the most ridiculous thing to try and describe, but it's just so much fun. It is. It's so it's so cute, and they give you so much to do. Like I don't fully know how it is in some of the games you've played, but in like with Star Wars, it's like you got to collect the mini kits to make the uh, all the, the 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 ships in the game. There's the red bricks you collect to like unlock the the, the cheats. Lego Star Wars knew how to do cheats. I'm pretty sure every single every single one of the games that I listed has some form of of that. Where it's like you collect separate parts so that you can make a mini kit. Uh, you unlock. Th- there's definitely cheats. There's like uh, unlockable stuff, red bricks. Like it, they all have some kind of thing like that. Yeah. So what they they'll do it slightly different, but it's yeah, it's basically the same game. <laughs> I'm glad we brought this up. They're releasing uh, for the new three movies uh, like a new uh, uh, Lego Star Wars collection game. Oh, is that? That I totally glanced off of that because I just assumed that that was like a collection of all the previously existing Star Wars Lego Star Wars games. It, is that like also new ones? Yeah, it's like the three new movies plus the original, the other six that they once had. Oh. And I, I, I kid you, I want you to go watch that trailer after this. That I have not cared about Lego games since I was maybe twelve. That I that might be my most hyped game of the year. It looks incredible. Holy crap! <laughs> I would never have expected. I know. That's awesome. That's what I like. I, I'm I'm really excited to play uh, Pokemon Arceus. I'm excited to play that new Kirby game that's coming out. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Breath of the Wild 2 is probably coming out. That's awesome. But somehow this Lego Star Wars game <laughs> has completely surpassed everything else because it looks, it has no right to be as good as it is. Like I, they, they, they added so much like combat uh, like strategy and and it's so much flashier than the old games were. Plus, this is a little thing that I really appreciate. Um, at some point, Telltale, uh, Traveler's Tales, yep. Traveler, Traveler's, they stopped doing the, the 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 quirky slap comedy Lego voice acting where it's kind of just mumbling, and they added actual voice acting. Yes, they brought back a setting in this game where you can have like, the <laughs> stupid like mumbling. <laughs> mumbling crap uh, and I'm that, so into that I feel like that's something that like only you would appreciate because it's like it's particularly like unique to the whatever the first couple games <laughs> well that's that was part of the charm what what I loved so much about Lego Star is and, and they still did this but in a slightly different way it's like that slap com- slapstick comedy where like it's just mumbling and, and then visual gags and that's that's a big part of why I loved the, the original games. So I'm I'm very excited about that. That's fantastic. Well, how do we do this? How do we wrap up this first episode of the Press A podcast hosted by Brandon Friesen and Digit Mason? <laughs> uh, it was very natural. Yeah, just come up, come up with I was reading off of a teleprompter. <laughs> how do you end a podcast called the Press A podcast? I should mention before we wrap up uh few uh questions that i was intending to ask but it turns out that we just had enough other things to talk about so we'll have to save them for next episode um oh cliffhanger (laughs) oh 
Tune in, plug, 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 plug. <laughs> We're so good at this. <laughs>